0: Hey guys, Christy from the Rub the Wrong Way podcast here. Uh, it's long time no see. Hope everyone's doing great. Uh, so on today's episode, this is a kind of a fun one. I am an admin for a pretty big massage group in Australia. So if you're an Australian massage therapist and you're not part of the Massage Australia Q and A group, we would love you to join. Jump onto Facebook, um, type in Australian Massage Q and A, and you will find us. Um, the other day, oh, yesterday, we did a Ask an Expert Facebook live into the group and so what I've basically done is I have just stripped out that audio and I'm going to post it onto the podcast for everyone to hear because some of the things that I spoke about with Mr. Stuart Hines was fantastic. Uh, He is a super experienced therapist. He's obviously been on the podcast a couple of times before. um, And we had a really great conversation just about what drives him, what, you know, who inspires him, what he's, you know, what's his do's and don'ts in business. This is just a really overall great conversation. And I really wanted to get this one out to as many people as possible. Um, So... This is our Ask an Expert series. It is recorded on Facebook Live, so it may sound a little choppy um, or it may sound a little confusing if we're talking to questions that were coming up on the screen through the Facebook Live, but I did my best to make sure that I asked um, any questions that were coming up. I actually said them out loud so you could hear what the question was. Um, So without any further ado, uh, let's tune in to this Ask an Expert with Stuart
1: Hines welcome to rub the wrong way a podcast for massage professionals each week we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life go deep on industry issues and help you discover practice building tips and tricks from industry experts grab your laundry basket and join your host christy melling as we strip down bear all and help you get rubbed the right way
0: do it we win the internet we got it we won sorry all right everybody you can leave you can all leave the room now (laughs) hey thank you for coming on the live stream this is i'm really good how are you yeah i'm pumped
2: yeah
0: Yeah, this is gonna be awesome it is gonna be awesome so, guys, on the live stream, I want to let you know um, your questions are going to come up a little delayed for me. So if you're posting a live question and I don't get to it straight away, I'm going to be oh, – see you, John. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be asking the questions as we come through. So what I've got is I've actually got some questions ready to rock and roll. I know, Em, look at the technology. I'm not sure. Stu, yeah. can you see the the comments yep, that
2: are coming yeah, up? Yeah, I can see it. You know, this is my um, – I'm losing my virginity here because this is my first Facebook live.
0: OMG. Oh, I feel sorry, I feel so awesome. We've got 16 people on the live stream. so everyone on the live stream, I want um, just say say hi, do a wave, let us know that you're here so that you know we're just gonna kind of uh, chat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Good. um just kind of so stuart tell us a little bit about you i can see you wearing your pretty fancy olympic green and gold no, this jumper is, this is
2: actually, it's not actually olympics it's a com games top and it was the only thing that i had because it's freezing at the moment so i've just jumped in the car and got over to the clinic so yeah awesome can you so, hear me all right
0: tell us yeah you're great i'm i'm yep. can you hear me i've got my like my lapel mic on so hopefully you can hear me okay yeah. i might put it up a little higher so let's talk a little bit about you um let's talk a little about bit about me. you tell let's tell, talk about the Stuart hinn story while we get some people on the live stream we've got 17 people on let's talk about what do you do okay. where do you work um what's like what's your what's your story
2: Okay, so my, I suppose my journey started 27 years ago um, as a therapist, mm-hmm. so the world of uh, massage was extraordinarily different than what it is now. i um, happy to say that's a good thing, uh, primarily because um, I remember when I first got out there and started practicing in clinic, the private health insurers said um, it would be a cold day in hell before anyone gets rebates from massage. So. Obviously, that's a completely different story now. Um, I, think we
0: have... I forget you can see me and I'm all like, ah. yeah, yeah,
2: I can see you. And I think we only had like one text um, back in that days. Or no, there was probably two or three, sorry. There was Travelle and Simmons myofascial pain trigger point and then there was the lovely. Come on, I'll show you.
0: Oh, we're going for a tour.
2: Yeah, this.
0: Oh, what have we got? What have you pulled out of the archive?
2: This is the Healing Massage Techniques of uh, Francis M. Tappan. That was the text that we had.
0: Wow.
2: So it was I'm, very, very old school. And, I'm super um, stoked that
0: you've, it's in such good condition. It looks like you've barely read it.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I've read it. Don't worry. It was, it was read. But obviously, uh, look, you know, I've got, I've got quite a collection.
0: Nice.
2: And that's just yeah. some of them. But having said that, most of it's all online now. Most of it's internet, so it's 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 a completely Here different we world. we are. Hence the reason this back 27 years ago. Well, there was no internet, so no. very very different, very very different world in terms of um, therapists to learn. So yeah. So anyway, 27 years ago, studied at Southern School of Natural Therapies. Um,
0: yeah, they're still going. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, they still go. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, And then I, because I live in Geelong, so my first job as a therapist was at, believe it or not, Belbray Health Resort, which was one of the very first health resorts, which are now spas, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. and so they basically catered for a lot of the top end, a lot of, uh, I suppose, there were celebrities, there was um, obviously a lot of rich people, a lot of musicians, a lot of...
0: Is this do the do, do. Vichy Shower?
2: Yeah. No, no, no. No, was that one.
0: was somewhere else.
2: No, that was, <laughs> I won't mention where that was. Um, but I worked there for um, about two years and I used to work four days a week and we used to do one hour massages. we used to do four or five a day. So I suppose that's I started really yeah. crafted my body work skills. Yeah, cut your teeth. Yep, cut my teeth, did my hard yards there and then I ventured in started working at a sports treatment clinic here in Geelong and also in Melbourne. Okay. So yep. So I started there, and and that's and basically that's where I got. Uh, that's where I was mentored by two really great physios, and then I worked with a chiropractor as well, who also mentored me, and and I had a couple of uh, doctors in the um in the practice as well who uh, for whatever reasons took an interest in me, and and that's why I'm so passionate about mentoring now because that's that made awesome. the difference for me. Yeah. 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 So. And I suppose if we jettison to the present now, um, obviously I've still been practising. I I practise four days a week from here, from the engine room. And um, I have quite a large athlete portfolio I juggle and and then I treat anyone else, you know, grandmothers, shopkeepers, you name it.
0: Yeah, jack of all um, trades.
2: And lecture at VU so and do the online stuff and obviously do Facebook live action now apparently. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, so I've actually got – I'm going to refer to my board. I wrote up a bunch. So a few people had sent in some questions and – say again?
2: Oh, Gavin just said great YouTube videos.
0: Ah, uh, Got any questions, Gavin? Feel free to, like, tickety-type them in and we'll ask Stuart. <laughs> I mean, but
2: let's go – you're
0: going to have to put your on. Um, Okay, so we had a question in the event from a guy, Andy. He yeah, asked so- – he yeah, you saw that question. So he was asked, looking back to when you left your training, what would you do differently if you could, or what would you be better at? Like, what would you think you could be better at?
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, that's a cracking. It's a cracking question. It's a good question for anyone who's about to care. and I, and I know. Sean's uh, did that CETV thing the other day with his students, and and obviously that's what they should be thinking about when they get out there. Because oh, look, it's a it's a completely different environment, as I said, now to what it was back then. So massage therapy back then was, you know, we were still trying to, I suppose, carve carve a piece of the allied health area, uh, and, and I suppose now that we we jettisoned to where we are now, it's a completely we're, we're well cemented in there, and that's fantastic. But back then. Um, look, and I, and that's why I was so lucky. You know, I, I found two physiotherapists that were um, pro-soft tissue or pro-hands-on and massage. Actually, one was a massage therapist before they became a physio, so that really helped. And... Look, they really invested in me. And then I think what I did from there was I, I wanted to learn more about the practitioners that I may work with in allied health. So that's why I went out and I, I went and visited osteopaths and chiropractors and physiotherapists and, you know, also the, obviously sports doctors weren't... There weren't many sports docs around at that stage as well, but I still went out and saw GPs. And I tried, basically try to build a network. And, and I didn't realise it at the time that's what I was doing. Um, but I'd go and get, I'd go and get treatment off an osteopath, I'd go and get some treatment off a Cairo, I'd go and see, you know, the physios and so forth and, and not here just in Geelong but I'd go to Melbourne or wherever the case may yeah. be and I think I learned like so much from those those people because um, one, I had, a, I had a greater understanding exactly what they did and where they fitted in and then it also, at the same time, it's like, it, it sort of, it made me aware of where I fit in that paradigm as well. So, you know, how can I complement a chiropractor? How can I complement an osteopath? And what would a doctor, why would they send, you know, a client to me as well from a massage point of view? So um, I suppose that's
0: yeah. So building networks was really, like, became a really important part of that early journey for you? So is, like, like, would you sort of maybe have, maybe formalised that a little bit more, early on if you'd sort of thought about it. Is that kind of what I hear you saying?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Christy, that's exactly what I'd say. But at the time, I mean, that that all happened over, I don't know, maybe a two or three period. But had I known at the end of that journey, I would have, you know, I sort of would have condensed that and I would have done that, uh, you know, obviously a lot more. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, when I look back, at that time when I first come out that first five years because they're, they're, they're difficult years. They're really difficult years. Um, yeah. You know, Say so that that third and fourth year, you're sort of really juggling, oh, you know, well, am I ever going to make it or, you know, am I any good at what I do? That's the other thing. Mm. But... And that's why, you know, working either in a clinic or going and visiting these other practitioners um, and and not only just visiting them, i I I built friendships with them as well. So that was the big part. So, um, and they they could see how enthusiastic enthusiastic I was. So, you know, straight away, they're like, okay, well, Stu, we're going to start sending you some clients and we're going to sort of, we'll mentor you and nurture you through that. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't, necessary mentor me in terms of the hands-on soft tissue work. But what they could do was give me an overview of the different pathologies and how it presents and what they're doing for it. And they're saying, look, we'd love it if you could massage, you know, if it's a rotator cuff, the deltoid, and obviously the rotator cuff muscles and maybe the neck muscles. But, look, you're the expert in that area. You do that work. And let's let's try and work together and see what we can get. So, um and I, look, I know, I, I know you can't just find practitioners like that. I know I was lucky, like, you know, I know that was a unique situation. So, um,
0: but you have yeah, to get so out like, there.
2: Yeah, you yeah, absolutely do. You do. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to set up a yeah. little net, you know, get out and, and get to know the practitioners in your area. It's um, yeah, it, it's don't think of them as um, opposition to you. You know, you should be trying to build a network and all work together. Um, I think that's really important and that's, you know, I saw that question earlier on today and and thought to myself, wow, that's a cracking question. And and when I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, read what book, do what, and and at the end of the day i am say, no, 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 don't read the book, don't do this. You can read books at night, you can do all that sort of stuff in the periphery, but in terms of actually getting out there, get out there and know the practitioners that you want to get to know, work out what it is they do, how they can complement you uh, and how you can complement them. I mean, it's, it sounds easy, but it's, um,
0: I I think it's, I think the, yeah, exactly. And I think it's, you, you made a really good point of booking an appointment with them as a client. Oh yeah. So valuing their time and saying, Hey, look, I'm not just some rando massage therapist off the street who wants to take, you know, 45 minutes of your time and not, you know not respect you in that way like yeah. so investing in those relationships early on for you was probably the thing that you did and so even if you didn't get a formalized network out of it you sort of got the opportunity to have a conversation with them and do all that kind of stuff so
2: yeah yeah I did I remember I, I booked an appointment with a local GP to go in there to talk to me about massage I mean he thought I was just a patient and I'll, I'll, I'll never forget I was sitting I was sitting in the waiting room and my hands were dripping wet. I was so nervous and I didn't even know and I'd written down what I was gonna say and I'm like and I was almost shaking and I'm thinking, Oh, I can't do this, I'm gonna walk out, I'm gonna walk out. And I got in there and he goes, All right, how can I help you? And I and I, I made up some crap about a cold to start with, because I was just too nervous to get it out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got this cold and he goes, Oh, okay, well let's take your temperature in it. And then I just blurted out, like, go, oh, look, I'm a massage therapist, and look, the, the, the you know the real reason I came here was to, to get to know. I heard you that you're you know you're a really great doctor, and um, and I'm just looking for referrals in in terms of trying to build a network, and you know I'm a massage therapist, and it's I know it's really difficult to, you know, to get a voice with you doctors, so I thought I'd just book an appointment. And he was absolutely chuffed. I mean. He was great. He, he, you know, I mean, unfortunately, he's retired now about two or three years ago. But he referred to me all the way through this journey. Um, and, and he would always – he actually used to come and get some treatment as well. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, no, I know. It was great. But I, I can tell you there was – you know, and when you say motivation or inspiration, it wasn't – it was none of that because, really, there was everything in my being was telling me to walk out and not go in there Um you know, everything was saying, "Oh, you can't do this, Stuart." Oh no, you. So I'm so nervous. feel
0: the fear, and you're like,
2: oh. "Yeah, no, absolutely." I'll, I'll be honest, Christy. I was like, "Yeah, no, I could. I'll probably do a runner here," but I didn't, and I went through with it, and I'm so glad I did. And that experience, then, you know, obviously, I took, and that's when I go and see osteopaths and chiropractors. And I just come straight out. I said, "Look." I'm here to get some treatment, see what you can do for me. But I'm a massage therapist, and I really, I've heard some great, wonderful things about you. And you know, I just want to learn what you do, and you know, hopefully, you know, I might be able to refer some clients, and you may to do it the other way. And I think this is the best way that I can, you know, get to know you. Um, and, and, and it worked, like it worked, it worked every time. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't, ha- I never had a practitioner go, oh, Listen us mate, you're my time." There's the door. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think well,
0: this. I yeah, this segues really, really well, I think, into another question that um, someone private messaged me uh, about if you were, like, wanting to transition into that elite sport, because I know that's really your niche is elite athletes and, and things like that. How do people go about um, getting kind of building the networks into elite sport? How does, like, how do we kind of do that?
2: Oh, yeah. That's it. A- that's the number one question that people, um, I suppose, approach me for private mentoring. You've got no yeah. idea. It's just, you know, I want to work at the Olympics. I want to go to the com Games. I want to do this, too. And, look, to be honest, the criteria is it's so stringent. Um, yeah. The best thing that you've got to do is if you want to get into elite sports, find a sport that you're passionate about, um, and learn as much as you can about that sport, and that means going to the sport, you've got to start at grassroots levels, and you work your way up. And, that, and that's what I did. Like, that's what I did with cycling. So, you know, I just started at the local riding club, and, and I cycled myself, so I was passionate about it. And then, you know, you move your way up, and next thing you know, you're working at, you know, state level, national level, and then you try and put your finger in the mix for international. Um, it's... And, and a lot of that, a lot of that is who you know. There is no, absolutely no doubt about that. Don't think that that's not the situation. In fact, it is. Um, and, but part of that is you being in there and showing how passionate you are for that. I mean, I still to this day, even with the athletes I have now, I will go down and I will watch them train. I go down and watch my track and fields. I'll go and watch them train. There's so much that I get from watching them train, the little of um, them coming in and go, right, how'd you go training this week? How'd you go? How'd you compete? You know, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you're pretty good. The hamstring was a bit this due. But no, I'll go down and watch them. I'll go and talk to their coach. I'll go and, hey, do you mind if you do a couple of run-throughs? I'll video you. We'll come back and we'll have a look at it. Tell me what you think. Um, yeah, I, you know, if you do all that sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> the passion so you really do you know,
1: to
0: show that you're passionate about it. Like Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I yeah. Don't, don't feel like you have to show it. Live it. Be passionate. Mm. You've got to be passionate. Mm. Honestly, it's. I, I've never. I, I, was, I was talking to obviously one of my colleagues retired this, just on Friday actually, and um, and I was and I'd been working for her for over twenty years, and she's an absolute. She's one of the best therapists I've ever ever worked with, and um, and I said to her, I said, you know, like it's it's never seemed like hard work this job because i love it that much i'm that passionate about it you know I, 27 years you think my hands have given up by by now but you know touch wood i'm i'm lucky that it hasn't and you know obviously i i invest in my, my own health and fitness but you got you gotta you gotta to want to love it you gotta you gotta have passion for it if you have to look to other people to be motivated and inspiration on a daily basis then you don't have the passion the true passion for it um and And I think if you've got that, it's never hard work. Um, So, look, you know, I'm not saying that people don't share the same amount of passion I do. I don't know. (laughs) Look, I'd like to think everyone does. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's a a pretty amazing job when you think about it at the end of the day that, you know, you're able to help heal people um, Mm. and, you know, they pay you for it. I
0: always always joke with my... I know. I always joke with my clients, like I have the best job in the world. Nobody is ever upset to see me. Everyone is always yeah. pumped. They're like, "Yes, massage day! Woo!" <laughs> so it's, yeah, and now, it makes Gavin, you, Ga- you like, yeah, got to put Gavin in the freebies.
2: Yeah. Now, like, yep. I, when you're starting off, Gavin, absolutely, but please, for whatever, please don't go down that road of just getting sucked down that that. Uh, um, <laughs> that rabbit, oh, look, you know, it's a lot of people. So how
0: do you kind course. of balance that? Like how like how do you balance like so doing the free work versus it will be,
2: doing? Yep, so there, there, there will be a level of getting your foot in the door. There is no doubt about that where you may have to offer um, your services for free. I would like to think and that certainly was the case when I started off. Um, and it sucked big time because once you were in the door and then you're trying to change the framework and saying, well, look, you know, I think I really need to be paid now for what I'm doing because I'm professional at what I do. Um, and, and that's the thing because they're not going to just hand over the hard earn unless, you know, in some sports they feel like, oh, all right, oh, okay, you've given enough time, da, da, da.
0: You've not, paid the dues. Just,
2: yeah, it's not good enough, and I'd like to think now um, there's obviously a lot of people out there in, in this industry now that are that, that are your voice, if you like. So I think there are Luke's out there with Elite Sports Massage and so forth, and Julia uh, Russell as well, and, and and those sort of companies where I suppose they barter on your behalf, but at the same time, same time. You are your own person, and there's no Mm. doubt you can get out there and actually you can negotiate yourself, you know. um, But, look, if you're going to get into elite sports, you've got to start at the grassroots. Honestly, get to know the coaches. Get to know the the behind-the-scenes periphery. It's one thing to get to know the athletes. There's no doubt about that. But you have to 100% get to know coaches, team managers, and anyone else, that plays yeah. a role with those athletes as well.
0: So, what um, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people are making at the moment in business as well? Like, so do you see that there's some of sometimes this like freebies and all this kind of discount and stuff? Like, are these some of the big mistakes you think people are currently making in the industry? And I mean, not just in sports, but in like in kind of everything to do with massage at the moment? Like like how, yeah. like have you seen that?
2: Yeah, well, once again, that was around when I started too. Everyone was like $10 massages, you know. And look, the unfortunate thing about discounting, you know, like 40 clients in 40 days, anyone can do it if you discount your services enough. But trust me, what you're looking at there is bringing into your clinic a bargain hunters and, you know, um soon as you put your prices up to what they should be then they'll be the first people out the door okay they're not long-term clients Uh, they're not people that will invest in you um and i and i do see that all the time i I, honestly and of students obviously as well and and i love that stuff that sean was doing the other day with his students and so forth and says you know what are you most feared about when you get out there and you know, a lot of, for a lot of them, they're unsure. They're, they, they probably don't. You know, they've got all the motivation in the world, maybe all the passion as well, which is fantastic. But you know, one of the one of the fundamental things is anyone. You know, sometimes you're willing to do things um, just to get your foot in the door, but in the long term, they can come and bite you on the ass. And and I think discounting your services for long periods of time is not the ideal way to go about it. Um, you know i've got a i've got a young fellow who's just graduated and he uses my room here on a thursday and a saturday because i don't use it those days and um, and i said to him you can use my room i'm not going to charge you an enormous i i just said you know what just charge you an hourly rate of what you make and if you don't do more than 3 i don't want any money from you i want i just want to see you get out there and because do not do not discount your prices not, not in this clinic, and not for you because you're worth what you are, and I want you to start off by not having to discount. Um, so I, you know, someone just said up there that discounting is a, you know, it's a dirty word, and insurance. It is. It, it is a dirty word, you know. You, we work bloody hard for what we do. Absolutely. Hard, you know, and I'll be, I'll be bugged if, if if I'm going to discount my services, you know, because um, and if you forget that you you work that hard, go and get a massage off someone. It's great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you feel great. And, you know, I don't, would never begrudge, you know, handing over hard-earned cash for that. It's, oh, yeah, I just, yeah, discounting is, it's it's just not on. And, it, look, not for a long term anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I understand. People want to get in the door and all that sort of stuff and you know, I want to create their niche, there's no doubt about that, but discounting is just one of those things that it's best be, it's always been a dirty word in, in our, I suppose, in our industry. I don't see physiotherapists discounting their services when they come out. I don't see chiropractors doing it. I certainly don't see osteopaths doing it as well and as hell as well don't see sports doctors doing that either um, because they know their full worth um, mm. and that's...
0: I suppose. I'm, yeah. So, I so do you think that maybe some that mass the massage therapy industry in itself has like a self worth issue, like I because I see it constant, like I see it all the time, and I say to myself, I'm like, I'm I'm always the person that says, get them in the door, talk to them, build rapport, do all the things, and. You know, I've done the free vouchers and built my client. Like I built a whole client base of doing free vouchers and things like that. And I, the th- we never discounted. We always gave them something of value and then asked for them to do to give us something of value, which was their time because they didn't know us. And so you go, well, looking at that trading time for getting in front of someone's face is okay, but it's that one off. And so I always, and I find, I mean, charging is, like, I've had multiple conversations with other therapists on my podcast about, you know, how hard it is for therapists to charge or even just to figure out how much to charge. So yeah, it's like,
2: yeah, it's, yeah. you know, oh, some look, of
0: those things.
2: It, it, look, it is, and it will it'll, it certainly will depend on where you are. I'm mentoring a, a, a young, well, I say a younger, he's younger than me, but, like, he's involved in elite sports and so forth, but he lives in a demographic in... And he travels away for long periods of time with teams. And, see, that's another. So he goes away. His clinic suffers. He comes back. He's got to reboot it again. But, you know, mm. one of the things for him, he's in a demographic in Melbourne where the, um, you know, there's, a, you know, the socioeconomic, there's a lot, a lot of extra money, if you want to call it, you know. So there's a lot of disposable income there. So people are only like, so his prices are so much dearer than mine. Do you know what I mean? I, you know, there's no way I could, you know, ever think about charging those prices in my demographic, regardless of how great I might think I am. But it's not about that. I I price where I'm at for the demographic that I am. So, um, and look, you know, that's going to be different for everyone. You know, like what I do isn't the way to go, um, in terms of, you know, like in terms of directions and so forth. So. You know, I just know what works for me and I suppose for a lot of the people that I've mentored over this last sort of 20 years is that, you know, oh, what should I charge? And, and it really does depend on the demographic that you're living in too. Um,
0: and I think it just depends. Like people are not taught how to go backwards from what they want to earn and how many hours. Like they, they're not given that correct. formula. Yeah. To, so yeah. um, Janet yeah. has well, just asked a question. Sorry. Janet's just asked a question. She wants to know if you provide any training or workshops in Canberra. Do you go to Canberra? Oh, the,
2: the wonderful Canberra. If any concerting will be up there. No worries. <laughs> um, at the well, funny enough, I'm, I'm actually doing a mentoring session up in Goulburn with a, a therapist colleague of mine. So, which is something that I that I'm doing now, which I'd never envisage doing. But I'm doing some one-on-one mentoring with um, uh, some colleagues and so forth where they, yeah, I basically fly up and I, I spend a weekend in their clinic with them and we go over techniques and and just some other business cool. bits and pieces yeah. and all that sort of stuff, which is really great. It's fantastic. Um, and I never thought of it and, it, and it, I've, I've been inundated with it. So I'm not really trying to put that out there because I don't have that much time to do it. But, but um, look, Janet, yes, I'm planning to come to Canberra. It won't be this year. It'll probably be early next year. The only workshop that I'm doing this year will be... Um, my hip protocol workshop that'll be at the end of the year sometime I still haven't I've just I'm juggling bits and pieces at the moment so and people are you know obviously going you know when are you going to do the next workshop when are going to next... so the next workshop I'm going to do will be in melbourne <clears throat> but then I will definitely go and do a workshop in canberra and I'll obviously plan one for for queensland as well but um <clears throat> just getting back to that point um, about discounting um, someone else put a question up there about pensioners and students and so forth um by all means if you've got people who have financial hardship or whatever the case may be by all i don't i'm not talking i'm talking about discounting your services across the board um i obviously have a different rate for different athletes as well um as i do with pensioners and healthcare people so I, i have no issues with that at all Um, And I'm pretty sure like Sean and and maybe even Alicia and all the other guys and even Jeff Shearer and all all the guys are out there, you know, in this framework, which is fantastic because there was nothing, nothing like that back when um, when I was training. So you've got access to all these people, which is awesome now. And you know they've got a wealth of knowledge, but I'm pretty sure that they'd be the same as well. You know, use your prerogative if you're going to discount. By all means, there will be people within your clientele base that you want to. You'll definitely want to discount for sure, and um, you know that goes without saying. But what I was talking about was more across right across the board, Christy, um, as opposed to those you know those whether it be students, whether it be healthcare, you know, um, healthcare car holders, pensioners. You know, I've, I've yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some clinic stuff. Um, we did have someone ask a question and it was a g- private message to me, John. He asked, I'm going to read it out because it was a really well-worded question and I wrote it down. So I'm like good to see. reading good to see off Sean my Shah- board. Double. Shawnee <laughs> B. You do not. Okay. John asked, the maxim within the massage industry today is focused on how we need to not cause pain or discomfort for our clients to achieve results. What is your experience with that particular philosophy working within the elite athletic, athletics framework? So do you like to cause, are you like all fists and elbows like a whirling dervish or are you like sneaking in like a ninja and changing stuff like that? That was how I read his question. I hope I hope that that's how he wanted the question asked.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that is a cracking question, all right, and this is my perspective because every therapist will have different perspectives, and I think that's what makes us all unique and so forth, and that's why people come to see us as well. All right. Let's face it. At the end of the day, once you get to know this craft, it's really bloody easy to hurt people. Okay, find a sore spot and hit it hard. I mean, honestly, anyone can do it. Hit it, hit the traps, suboccipitals. You know, you know, it. Get in there, medial compartment. Of the oh, this way, right
0: on the tibialis. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, it's easy to hurt. The fact of are you getting a therapeutic effect, you know, that's that's debatable, okay? Because as soon as you stop, they go, oh, my God, that feels so good. And it's going, yeah, because the pain's stopping man. you know, and the dolphins float. But, look, for me, I'm not... I, I, I definitely, definitely do not like to breach people's pain thresholds, um, and, I, and I firmly believe this. This is what I firmly believe. After 27 years... If you do the right things to the right tissue, you will get the change that you want. And I am all about change. You know, after all these years, that's all I'm about is change. And I don't obliterate tissue. I'm not a heavy-handed therapist. Um, I think anyone can go and work deep and hard. I think the true art of what we do is being able to change the tissue and stay within your client's pain thresholds. and that's, that's, that's my philosophy. And it will vary from client, athlete to athlete, how deep I actually have to work because they all have a different tolerance. Um, and I've got some athletes that I've been working with for years, do you know what I mean? And they can take an enormous amount of pressure. That's because their bodies are used to it. Whereas if I get someone in you, you know, once again, they're not necessarily going to be able to take that sort of level of, you know, deep interface so you know I, I don't try and push it I don't feel like I have to obliterate every bit of tissue that comes through the door it's not about that I think the true like I said the true art is being able to actually work within your clients pain thresholds so that and means
0: facilitate make, that change
2: like and facilitate that change whether it be cupping yeah. whether it be needling whether it's just the you know all the bangs and whistles that you've got with your wonderful hands um you know but Look, the beauty is, you know, I I know for me, after 27 years, the beauty is you get to know and work the tissue so much more effectively because you've got all that underneath. So, um, yeah. So, look, that's the answer to my question. I think the true art of being able to make a change is to stay within your client's pain threshold. I reckon any bugger can get in there and hurt anyone, find a trigger point and, you know, yeah, I just hate that, you know... I know games, you you know, it's like, well, I remember I presented at the Australian Sports Conference in Canberra, 2004, I think it was, and there were a couple of sports trainers in there, and then there was, like, physios from the AIS and so forth, and they were like, oh, the debate came up, I was... It was about adductor strains or something I was presenting and I was doing a practical component and they said, oh, yeah, we love to massage the ITB, get in there with our elbows and, you know, like... And I don't work the ITB at all. I do not. And I've had work done on mine, I know. I would rather chew my own fingers off. But... Um, <laughs> oh no honestly i'd rather chew my own fingers off and it does nothing as far as i'm concerned and i said look i actually don't work the itb guys and i don't really believe in the pain." oh no you gotta get in there you're gonna make them hurt almost cry and i'm like okay i'm not even gonna argue the point but i'm gonna show you how i do it you know so um yeah it just happened to be there was someone there who was with a really really tight itb friction syndrome so I didn't touch their ITB. I did an Obis test on them. They were really tight. I released all the tissue in their glutes. Lo and behold, you know, their OBAS improved, their ITB released a little bit, and I didn't touch their ITB. And these guys are going, oh, I still need to get in. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. You're I, like, so, cool. So the, I suppose Sorry. the short, yeah. short answer to that is, no, I'm not. I'm not not heavy handed you know and there will be times where the the tissue is really really irritable and it's you you literally sometimes can't actually massage it you know that's when you know that's when i go you know i'm like, okay i'm going to needle this because it's just way too irritable you know and then obviously after needling irritability falls away and you can get in and do some soft tissue work and you know it's all within everyone's pain threshold but yeah
0: so are there any practical skills that you wish you'd done sooner? So like I don't do, like I don't do needles or stuff like that. Um, Obviously I get needled, but I don't do it myself as a practitioner. So like were there any skills that you were like, oh my God, if I'd been doing that like five years ago, it would have just completely changed my, the way that I treat. Like, is there any, like anything like that?
2: Yeah, I suppose the modalities, if I would have got on them earlier, um, definitely, definitely would have been the needling, cupping and the taping. And they're three things that I... They're pretty pretty well cemented in my practice as well. Um, I think, you know, from that point of view, those modalities certainly help. You have to... You have to stay away from using these a lot. Okay, that's a dangerous world to get in, these, okay? It's like everyone has a certain amount of running they can do in their life, there's only a yeah. certain amount of you can use. So I think, if anything, you have to really start to learn how to use your body really well. And I know, um, you know, Michelle Vasso, she does some self-care stuff, um, which is amazing about, you know, body awareness and, and body mechanics and all that sort of stuff. Um, and... You know, I'm pretty obviously when I educate at VU and so forth. It's it's a you know I get away from using your thumbs on that. You know, don't don't get into the habit of stripping out glutes with your thumbs. Yeah. Your glutes are huge; they're huge, big, powerful muscles. You know, these they're never going to win. You know. Um,
0: <laughs> so, you know, Gavin Gavin O'Sullivan has just asked a question. He wants to know if 27 years ago, when you started, were you? heavy-handed and this is something that's come as a learning curve from you know from your in like from any injuries or anything like that
2: yeah 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 oh, lucky for me i haven't blown my thumbs out i've been quite lucky and look I, all the injuries that i've had from soft tissue were in the first five years all of them i had tennis elbow wrists got really sore thumbs got really really sore all that sort of stuff but i never got any tendon overuse injuries touch wood, and I haven't got any, you know, shoulder impingement syndromes or anything like that. So, like, honestly, touch wood. And I mean, you know, that's wood. Um, <laughs> uh, but, Gav, you're absolutely 100%, mate. Um, you know, I was I was definitely going down that road. Yeah, definitely. And trust me, I've seen lots of, lots of really good therapists lose it all because of it. Um, so, um, unfortunately, that is... <clears throat> Yeah, that is a bit of a peril in our industry. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you and yeah. you start into those habits early, it's really hard to break those habits later on down the track. Um, you know, if there's if, for any of you who've been out there practicing more than ten years, you'll start to know that for sure, or even five years for that matter. And when I say practicing, you know, practicing at least three to four days a week consistently. So um, the other thing is, you definitely, definitely have to get one of these. Um, hang on.
0: Uh, electric massage table.
2: <laughs> yes, correct, Christy. If you're doing anything more than fifteen hours a week, you gotta be having one of those because I don't know how you survive if you don't. I mean I that is I
0: don't have one. Oh,
2: that's my baby. You know, without her, oh my god.
0: <laughs> I don't I still don't have one. I've been practicing since I was nineteen oh, and I are still you I me? Yeah. I'm like I I I I am and I'm but I'm also like pretty, pretty can we lazy. can
2: we do can we do some crowdfunding and get you one or what I'm not like
0: I'm waiting for famine Fogs and Fog to want to sponsor my podcast so they can give me a free oh, table wouldn't that be great
2: You got oh well I want to see that you have to document that that is insane are you Taking the piss
0: or what? No, I'm really not. I'm sitting. I'm literally sitting on my massage table right now, and it's a portable, firm and fold. you. So, what? Yeah, I've used. I've used a portable. I've used a portable since I started. I've never had an electric table.
2: Oh well. It's one you, of those know I, you know what I say? Once you, you use an electric, you know, once you you never go in, back. You never go back. Um, it's you. What? <laughs> I want to pack up
0: and run. What I want to. I want to. I want to get out. I'm like, oh, run away.
2: <laughs> well, man, we need to get these podcasts happening so you earn some money and get an electric table, man, because that's or either that or we crowdfunded or something. I don't oh. I know. Think, I think that actually, I might actually put that out there um, uh, to Alicia and Sean and Jeff and the gang. And oh. that's got to change, mate. That's wrong. Where would I fit it? Our room's not big enough. Well, you would fit put my... your portable one down and put that in the corner oh, and put oh. that one up.
0: So I'd set that one on fire is what you're saying, start get a whole new. Yes.
2: That, ah. yeah, looks like common sense prevail, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: So, oh, well, no one's ever, nobody asks me questions. That's the thing. This is the best part about being the interviewer is I ask you all okay. the questions. Right. So, yeah. so you're saying yep. the best things that you've ever invested, like skills-wise, dry needling, kinetic kinesthetic taping, I'm guessing, or or oh like yeah, taping. yeah. So more
2: fascial taping, yeah.
0: Yep, and then um, cupping.
2: So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, well, those ones, yeah. And I mean, look, look, there's a whole other subsidiaries, muscle energy techniques, positional release techniques, fascial work. I mean, look, there's no doubt. There's there's heaps of that sort of stuff, but. You know, I mean, this is for me, okay. And and look, I remember, I remember, and um, Alicia's online. I remember Alicia came to me once, and she was really interested in craniosacral work. I then I've not done craniosacral work. Um, but I had a book by Upledger on cranial sacra, and I gave it to and I said, "Look, I know. And once again, I knew a lot of osteopaths that did it. So, anyone that I thought that fit the bill for it, um, I used to just refer them across, and they were awesome at it. But the thing is, I took the time to work out why, um, uh, why they did, you know, why they did it, and how it worked, and what conditions did it work well. And and I, um, so I used to refer off to them. So it's what floats your boat, you know. I mean. Um, and and then at the end of the day you go where your passions are, you know. So for me it's all about and and not a problem. There's Alicia. Uh-huh. Hi Alicia. But um, and John said, Oh yeah, don't forget Nat. But you know, Nat Nat was an interesting that that was that was interesting how that happened because I've been playing around, obviously living in the world of trigger points and going, Yeah, they're great, they're happily and I just wasn't one hundred percent sold on how how it could actually work in terms of, especially with you know my interest in holding patterns, and and when I eventually met up with Simeon and he had the exactly same sort of scenarios in terms of his theories in his head, mm. that's when you know the Nat started with me. So you know it's looking at you know specific trigger points around certain joints and how they basically create and holding patterns and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's not rocket science. A lot of it's a lot of it's already there, but it's the application of it. So um, so yeah, look, you know, for me, it's you've got to invest in where your heart, and your soul is, and I, and I, I you know, I use the example of Alicia because you know, because you know, I remember she was really, really interested in chirotherapy, and and even Bowen, you know, she she went and did Bowen as well, and um, and I don't do Bowen, I don't do, not do i this, I'm in Geelong for God's sake, it's the land of Bowen, so. I, I, it's I, I, pretty
0: honestly, far from Bowen.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I. Uh, no, well, Bowen Technique. So oh, I, um, not
0: yeah, the mango. Sorry.
1: sorry.
2: No, not Been the sorry. mango. Uh, yeah, right. Sorry, I forgot that. But, yeah, so, you know, you've got to go where, you know, where your heart and soul is. But what I'm talking about is, you know, looking after your body. That's pretty important. So making sure that you're using technique and modalities that, one, excite you um, and, and that the, other, the other side of it is that they're good for you as well um, because you want to be in well, i like to think you want to be in this for the long haul, the long journey. Um, it's a pretty rewarding, fulfilling industry. Um, and certainly from a job point of view, I, it's awesome, you know. But don't do it if you don't like it. Don't do it. It's hard work if you think, you know, like it's a long road if you didn't like it. And I get up every morning and, and I, I know this sounds terrible, but I tongue-kiss the day because I love it. I absolutely love doing what I do for a job. So, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: what you a great I'm quote. Joking. You think I'm joking. I don't. I legitimately do not think you're joking. So I really, I Vichy know Jep. you're not joking. <laughs> if anybody on the on the live today wants to know about the Vichy Showers, feel free to jump over over to iTunes, check out my podcast, Rub the Wrong Way, where I talk to Stuart about his uh, experience with Vichy, Show- Vichy Showers on episode, I think it's episode 19 if you go back in the archives a little bit and check it out, you should uh, find out more about that there. I'm excited to have a whole bunch of new, like at least 29 new downloads on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's a,
2: you know it's a ripping tale, Chris. It's it's a ripper.
0: It it's really good. I mean, we like we've got a few minutes. Feel free to share your experience with Vishi Shower. No, yeah, no,
1: don't
2: download. it's I'm not gonna do
0: it. Okay,
1: here. oh.
0: That was a that was a that was a good day. that <laughs> That day was pretty funny. Um, was okay, in, so yeah, in in Hobart when we were down there for the where you won the Life Member in, award. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't go this year. I, I, I was terrible. I can't believe I didn't go. That's shocking. But I hear you I can't all believe had it. I saw, and you all had a blast, which was fantastic. But yeah, it was pretty fun. But you, to to hang out. To... you
0: would have liked Jay Shah, like his trigger point yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The needle, yeah. like, yeah, it was pretty exciting, pretty interesting. So, Sean's just said he used to do Vichy showers in his first massage job, too.
2: Uh, well, I Weird. wonder if he did them like I did them, because.
0: <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Episode 19.
1: Get yeah. on it. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's wrap this up. Um, Annie's just said Jay Shah was great. He was fantastic, Annie. He was a a wonderful yeah. speaker, like you know, super super smart guy. Um,
2: yeah, I actually, do, I rate, like I do rate him highly. Yeah,
0: he knows his stuff. It's like it's just I was the but dumbest person but, in the smartest conversation.
2: But isn't that but isn't that good?
0: It's but amazing. Good? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's let's wrap this up. So we've been on for actually almost 45 minutes. Like we've been actually a bit, almost an hour. So oh, wow. we've been Yeah, I know, right? So good. And it's
2: been successful. Um,
0: it has. I mean, the technology so, worked. I know. I'm so I'm so pumped even though Australia has like the worst internet. Um we've good we did it at the right time of night. So my last the last question um let's i know that you've said that you wake up in the morning and you tongue kiss the day because you're so pumped on being a massage therapist i'm not letting you live that down is there anyone who you look up to for inspiration like are there any therapists or any people who you think man oh that person like they pump you up they help fire you up
2: uh i've got there's yeah look there's plenty I mean Justine who just retired with me she was she was a bit of an inspiration for me there's no doubt about it I mean oh look I, I'd go back there's, there's lots of people that have been part of my journey um, Robbie Granter he was the father of you know sport soft tissue sports like he knows how what I think about him Um you know, I owe a lot to him. Um, Michael King was another physio that I worked with. I mean, he was inspirational for me as well. You know, the two physios that that mentored me early on. I mean, there, there's so many people out there that are that are great therapists as well. I mean, on a whole range of different levels. I mean, you know, the contributions from Myers, the contributions from Schlepp on, you know, the fascial stuff, Simeon Neil Asher, oh, man, just lately... You know, you know, I was lucky. I went to South America with him this year, and you know, wow, we had some massive conversations in Japanese karaoke bars. But you know, it's just—it's great when you get you get with like it's great. It's great when you get with a you know a a like-minded sort of um, therapist. But you know what? I, I suppose it's my clients. And and the athletes I work with because they're the ones I'm working on all day every day and and that's where I draw my inspiration you know I love it when they're coming in the same you know and they're, and they're either performing better or they're in a good place or you know they're feeling great and all that sort of stuff so you know of all the wonderful practitioners and educators out there I, I suppose it's my clients and, and the athletes I work with and so forth that I I gain my greatest amount of inspiration um, and. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's probably it, I suppose. That's 50. awesome. Yeah. I
0: think, I guess that's the thing is it's like if you can get that, it's that internal driver, like you have that internal locus of control of being able to get inspiration from the thing that you love to do. It, it feeds itself, you know, like you're, you're able to help people and that helps you want to help more people and then you help, it, like it becomes that self-fulfilling kind of prophecy of stuff for you rather than having to draw from external sources to have to feel inspired. You're just inspired by the stuff you're doing all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you asked me, I think, at the conference that time, which was a great question, and I remember you saying, oh, if you could get a massage or someone off whoever, who would you get a massage off? you remember what I said?
0: Yeah, no. There's <laughs> been a few interviews since then. Come you on. Tell you tell me.
2: Was it me? No, it, it was, was me. me. It was me.
0: Uh, I'll never get a massage you know, uh, off myself. I know. Yes, that's right. Now I'm disappointed because I'll never get a massage off myself.
2: No, I'll never know what it's like to get a massage off myself. Not really. Well, I can do a leg massage, but you know, I can't get. Yeah, it's not the same as getting your neck and back. It's really not. Someone being able to open up your hips and stuff. So yeah. Um, Gavin asked me whether or not any online live shoots and so forth. I've I've actually got one coming up soon. Uh, for Premax with Randall Cooper, so we i think we're—it's going to be out of a, one of the bike shops in Melbourne, so we're going to get a bit of an audience, and we're, actually we're going to do a live Facebook feed on it, so there'll be an audience, and we're going to go through some, some
0: awesome.
2: stuff. But stay tuned for that, Garv. I'll let you know if you—if you just stay tuned to the Premax. Um, I think it's Facebook. Facebook.
0: Page. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
2: And their YouTube right. channels. But yeah, oh, I'll so let you know anyway. Sweet.
0: Perfect. All right, well. I'm
2: glad I put these on.
0: Yeah, they did great. That's probably why you couldn't connect earlier. But anyway, that's okay. This has been fantastic. Stuart, thank you so much for being our first Ask an Expert in the Massage Q&A group. I hope that everyone on the live stream enjoyed it today. I hope that everyone's been super pumped. um, Questions... Uh, if you've got any more questions for Stuart, he'll he should see them. I'll tag him in the the video stream that comes up uh, once mm. this goes posted into the group. So if you've got any more questions for Stuart, feel free to write them into the comments. Or yeah, and Stuart will see them and hopefully he'll be able to answer you in the comments and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I think- I'm really excited.
2: I think the good thing too, like I'm more than happy to come back and do another one down the track, but you know, you'll get you know, you obviously you get the other guys on and, and do that. But the good thing is that now you know how it all plays out. So everyone that jumps on these will be able to like, like, Oh yeah, now I know how it works. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna put my questions in fairly, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Absolutely, it'll be great.
0: so that you can so that you can get onto my magic whiteboard, which is over here out of shot.
2: Oh, thank
0: yeah, nowhere oh, so no
2: no near your electric table.
0: No. Well, apparently we're crowdfunding my electric table now, which I'm super. Hey, excited. I'm excited I'm, to see if this happens.
2: Beadingham, don't, don't you laugh, mate? Because <laughs> <laughs> make that? I'm work not you.
0: putting. I am not putting anything past you. I'm not. I'm not doing any. Like, ugh. all right. Thank you so much for signing on, guys. It's been really awesome. Thank you, Stuart. And uh, now comes the awkward finishing moment on the Facebook Lives. Uh, And we'll see you guys in the
2: group. Thanks. Awesome. Bye. Ciao.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, I really hope you got some value out of this uh, Ask an Expert live stream that I did with Stuart. I uh, would love to see you join over in the Australian Massage Q&A group. If you are in fact a massage therapist who is qualified and working in Australia, we would love to have you over there. Um, I'm not entirely sure who's going to be next on the live stream, but it'll probably be in, a couple of, in about two weeks. Um, and you can join us live in the group and you can tune in and ask your own questions. Thanks so much for joining me again and I'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks for listening to Rub the Wrong Way. We'd love to connect with you at our website, www.rubtherightway.com, where you can download your free copy of The Hustle Method, Six Steps to a Kick-Ass Massage Biz, or on Facebook, Rub the Wrong Way Podcast, or on Twitter, at Rubbed Wrong.